Are you ready for the word of God? Don't sit. Don't sit down. This today's preaching, nobody's gonna sit. Okay, that's no good for the Americans, but it's all right. Now, we are gonna read from Isaiah 45 and 22. Do we have it on the screen? Now, on count three, not like this. Look to me. No, 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 no. With all vigor, like common boys and girls, like somebody anointed and saved. Amen? Amen. One, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, you did. You know, I can read it, but you don't need to hear my accent. Mine is African English. I want to hear an Albanian language. Can we do better? One, two, and three. Come on. This is your language. Did he say look unto your neighbor? Look unto your daddy and your mama to be saved? No. Can you, do you know that your mama can love you so much? It took nine months you inside that berry. But she cannot save you. I know you love your daddy so much. Sometimes you need to hug your daddy. But your daddy is good to be a daddy. But he cannot be your savior. But Look. And to me, says God, and you be saved. Father, I pray today that somebody in this building and those who are watching to the live stream, even in Barara, Uganda, the people in Daystar Cathedral and other people across the nation of the world, let them not look unto me. Let them look unto you and be saved. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated, hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I'm excited today. Number one, I am saved. You did not hear that. I am saved. I'm born again. My sins are forgiven. But can I tell you the truth? I was not that way. I was born in Islamic faith. My father was one of the strong leaders in Islamic faith. My mama prayed five times a day. I saw it with my eyes. But guess what? 1983, at the age of 17 years old, I was already hopeless. I was already down, frustrated, bound in a bondage of sin, heading to hell on the speed like of a bullet. But guess what happened? Jesus, the son of the most high God, looked down to this poor boy, hopeless boy heading to hell, and he said, no, I will save your soul. Woo, glory to God. And guess what I said, Lord, what do you want from me? I'm just a kid. I'm just 17 years old. I'm not educated. We are very poor in this village. My mother and my father are illiterate. What do you want from me? And just said, I will fix you. And he fixed me. Woo! The day I met Jesus, it was not that I was ending life. I was beginning life. 
Can I tell you the truth? The day you meet Jesus, oh, come on now. That day you don't end life, you just begin life. And I'm about to tell you something, please don't stone me. I'm about to tell you something and it's the truth. You will never go to heaven to begin eternal life. You begin eternal life the day you meet this man, Jesus. And if in this building today you have ever met Jesus Christ, you made him the personal savior of your life, ladies and gentlemen, you are now in eternal life. Nobody will stop you. Nobody can take it away from you. You are a child of God. That's why he came with the message today. Salvation as the best gift ever God has ever given to the mankind. Amen? What's your name, sir? Michael. You have children? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever given your children gifts? Oh, yeah, many times. Oh, even the grandchildren, oh, good. So, Americans, you are good to giving gifts. And you know what a gift means. And the gift you always give sometimes brings smile on the face of those beloved ones. Yes? And I, I have a little boy, he's called Robert, he's five years. On the day of his birthday, he said, Daddy, where is my gifts? Even five years old, they know they're expecting gifts from the daddies. And then I brought a gift. He said, I want to open it for myself. You, could, you needed to be there when that boy was opening that gift. And guess what? It was even not $50 gift. Maybe it was $10 gift. But the boy was excited. Can I tell you the truth? Every gift you've ever received has no value like the gift your father in heaven gave you 2,000 years ago. The gift he gave you was not in comparison with American currency. The gift God gave you is in John 3, 16. Come on, read it for me. For God so loved the world and he... We never, 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 never perish but have everlasting life. I can hear that somebody shouting hallelujah. Jesus is a gift from Abba Father. Jesus is a gift that you did not pay for. Jesus is the gift that you did not go to school to get. Jesus is not the gift because you get it or you deserve it. Actually, you did not deserve it. You were a sinner. You were born a sinner. You grew up as a sinner, ready to go to hell. Your money could not save you. Your friends could not save you. Your technology could not save you. But God, whoo, glory. <laughs> so, if I stand here today in this church and around the world and say, look unto me and be saved, please, you better open your eyes to Jesus. If you don't believe me, you go home, put on your TV, watch the news. Right away from the White House, down to Coleman, everybody is frustrated and confused. What are we going to do for this pandemic? We don't know. Where is the medicine? We don't have. Do you have a solution? No. 
And then God will come and say, look unto me, I will fix it. Amen. Oh, the doctors that put their hand on their cheek. The millionaires that put their hand in their pocket. But God say, look unto me. Oh my God, this thing I tell you. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> Give me that one. Oh God, have mercy. Have mercy on this black preacher from Uganda, Africa. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> do we have a police officer in this building today? <laughs> now, when the doctors cannot fix it, when the politician cannot fix it, when your boss is where you work cannot fix it, look unto me and be saved. Who said God? And you know what God say? With God, nothing. Nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. Do you know why he said, look unto me and be saved? Because salvation is not man-made. Salvation is not something that you can buy. Salvation is not something that somebody can buff it. Salvation is somebody to go on that tree. Understand the pain of the cross. Understand all the beatings and all those kind of stuff. God doesn't need your contribution about salvation. God needs you to yield, to surrender, to open, to accept the free gift. So, 1983, as a poor boy, now, if salvation was for the rich, I was going to hell. Do you hear that? If salvation was for the rich to buy, I was going to hell because I didn't know how many to buy it. If salvation was for the educated one, I was ready for hell because education, zero. If salvation was for the handsome and beautiful people, oh, I was going to miss it too. <laughs> but uh, salvation is the best, unique, prepared, heart-filled from the heart of the Father in heaven for you, for you, for you, for you, for everybody in this building. Amen. If it's for you, come on and give him praise. Come on. Oh, glory. If you're watching through this telecast or through this live broadcast, salvation is for you in your home, in your house, wherever you are watching from. Now, why do we need this gift? Why do I need it anyway? Why do America need it? Why do our, uh, Chinese, Russian, why do they need this gift? The reason is in Romans 3, 23 and 24, it says, we all sinned. Amen? Amen. We all what? We, we all sin in Romans 3, 23. We all sin and came short from the glory of God. Amen. So nobody should boast. Well, Brother Nasana was not born on this planet. Yeah, if you are not born on this planet, you are not a sinner. You don't need salvation. If you are born on this planet, brother, sister, you are a victim. 
You need a remedy. You need a way to escape. You need healing. You need deliverance. You need salvation. And salvation is only, only, only found in one man. And his name is Jesus. Come on, brother. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Okay, brother. Oh, I like that shout. Boom. Oh, that was too much, brother. Wow. Do you know I followed Muhammad? Muhammad right now has one billion followers around the world. I don't criticize him because I followed him. I loved him with all my heart. Only one thing. When he went to the grave, he could not come out. And I say, well, I mean it. Now I'm going to die find him. They will all be together. Who is going to help with the other? I had to think about that. And then I discovered this man who is called Jesus. The Bible tells him he's the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world. And John said, behold the Lamb. And then when I behold the Lamb, I followed him. He went to the cross. I followed him on the cross. He died. And I said, oh, he's dead like Muhammad again. And they put him in the grave. They put him like they did to Muhammad. On the third day. On the third day. Somebody say, on the third day. Are you ashamed? Are you embarrassed to say on the third day? On the third day. Come on, say louder. Come on now. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Come on now. On the third day, the angel from heaven descended on that tomb. There were so many tombs around, but only this the tomb where my Lord was. Rolled away the stone. Guess what happened on that day? The Lamb of God, the Prince of Peace, the Savior of the universe, the bright morning star, the Bible calls him the way, the truth, and the life. Emmanuel, that means God is with us. Oh, the king of kings and the Lord of lords walked out majestically from the grave and said to the world, bye-bye, I'm done, I'm out here, I'm heading to my father, be it is finished. That day when he came out of grave, I came out of my sins. You didn't know hear that. That day when he came out of the grave, I came out of my sickness. That day when he came out of the grave, I came out of my bondage. You miss Jesus, you miss the whole deal. You miss Jesus, you miss your healing. You miss Jesus, you miss your salvation. You miss Jesus, you miss your deliverance. You may ask me a question, brother and son, how can I obtain that gift? Do you think I'm going to tell you write a big check? No. Do you think I'm going to tell you build a nice house? No. How can you obtain? How can you receive? How can you get this special gift? Romans 10. Oh, my God. Romans 10, brother, are you there? Romans 10 and verse 9. 
Ooh, I wish it is there on the screen and everybody read with me. Is that right there? 10 and verse 9 says what? Verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ah, come on now. If you, <laughs> if you believe with your heart, after you believe with your heart, after you recognize you are a sinner and you need a savior, after you believe that God who created you in his image, that you sinned against him, and then you believe with your heart and then you open your mouth and confess that Jesus is the Lord. You will be saved. It is as simple as that piece of cake. In 30 years, in 20 years, in 50 years, you may be a sinner. In a twinkling of an eye, you can become a saint. Oh, come on. Did you hear that? I received a call from one of prominent people in Uganda who listened to my messages on the radio. And he said, son, I say, sir, I'm sick and I think I'm going to die. And I said, what can I do for you? He said, I know and I know I have sinned too much. I have a lot of sins. Can your God forgive my sins? He sinned too much. His sin is like a mount. What's the biggest mountain in this country? You don't have mountains. <laughs> you need mountains, you go down to Uganda. We have some good mountains. Woo! I love Uganda. He said, can I be forgiven? I said, why do you doubt it? He said, because my sins are too much. Maybe somebody you are sitting in this building today and somebody you are watching on the broadcast, you say, my sins are too much. I have good news for you. They may be too much for you to forgive yourself, but they're not too much to my God to forgive you. Oh, <laughs> did you hear that? Sometimes you fail to forgive yourself because you sinned too much. But God is different. God who is a God of love and that is his nature. There's no sin that is too big and too much and too strong that he cannot forgive. If he can forgive Nassan's sin, he can forgive your sins. And then I told to this guy, yes he can. Yes he can. Talk to me. Yes he can. Yes he can. How about Americans? Can they be forgiven? Yes. Say yes, he can. I like that. How about the Chinese? Can he forgive them? Yes. How about those people in Russia? Can he forgive them? Yes. How about those people down in Guatemala and in the Middle East? Can he forgive them? Yes. Three times. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Oh. 
Now, if yes, he can, why do you hesitate to get it? If yes, he can, why don't you surrender today? If yes, he can forgive you, why do you wait for tomorrow? Oh, brother and son, let me prepare to receive Jesus. Maybe tomorrow. You don't have grant, you don't have a grant for tomorrow. You never know what will happen in the next two hours. I had a friend of mine with a nice vehicle. We had lunch together. After two hours, he had a rake and he died at the spot. One day I was coming from Barara, going to the capital city in Uganda. I was in my car and we flipped around. The driver of the other car died and God spared my life. I escaped death so narrow like this. Something can happen to you anytime, any moment, or anywhere. The reason we preach every Sunday, the reason we preach every time, the reason we bring Christ is to help you. Don't you dare leave this world before you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. Salvation is not for tomorrow. Salvation is for now. Salvation is not for the next hour. Salvation is for right now. 